Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope everybody's enjoying their holidays. Wiz and I are going through each division, uh, trying to uh, see if we can give a little clarity to what happened in free agency. And we're on to the AFC South. And, uh, you know, Wiz, this is a division where Jacksonville certainly rose up last year, but uh, you've got a bunch of teams that are, are you know, behind them that are that are probably going to be making a lot of changes. Some have already made a lot of changes when you look at what Houston has done. Uh, but, you know, high draft picks for both the Texans and the Colts. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to be spoken about in this division this year, Wiz. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like uh, some teams that, you know, are, are, are young and, and, you know, the Jags, um, and then you have a team like the Titans, who've been kind of like the leader of that division, uh, right at the top these uh, last few years, who seem to be in, in a little bit of flux, what they're doing. But uh, well, why don't we start with the Jags, who uh, won that division and, uh, and, and played a terrific game in the playoffs as well um, against Kansas City, uh, and, um, and gave Kansas City fits in that game. And uh, looking at that, I like Dearness Johnson. Uh, adding depth to that running back room, I think, is a good signing. And more importantly, and most importantly, having a full year now of Calvin Ridley, who they made in that offseason deal, uh, that wide receiver room is very interesting, filled with some terrific young talent. And um, along with Trevor Lawrence, offensively, certainly, there's a lot to like about um, the Jags. Um, so I, I think they, they have to be considered the favorites. Um, but I, I don't like that they lost Juwan Taylor to Kansas City, a key offensive lineman. Um, that always could be tricky, as we've seen with Cincinnati, as good as the quarterback is, if he's not protected. But you have to look at the Jags' young talent on offense with ETN, um, Calvin Ridley uh, coming over to them. Christian Kirk was terrific last year. You have to say that the Jags are going to be one of the best offensive teams in football, certainly. Uh, yeah, and look, uh, Trevor Lawrence was night and day under Peterson. Uh, obviously, uh, Urban Meyer was a disaster for this football team. It set the team back a complete season. There were lots of loss of confidence. There was just no leadership at the top, uh, and that all changed. Uh, I know, I, I know, I know. Trevor Lawrence struggled in that playoff game, but he bounced back from it and 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 and, and really uh, remarkably won that game, at least to start. Right, so. Um, I mean, I, I think I think Calvin Ridley a full season. Uh, it sounds like the player's got his head on straight. Um, uh, he wrote actually a very interesting letter if you haven't seen it uh, to, to everybody. And I think uh, you know talked about what he went through mentally and physically. Uh, this is the demanding game for sure. Um, you know, Wiz, you mentioned the offensive talent. They went ahead and they re-signed Evan Ingram, who you know couldn't really find his way on the Giants, but, you know, Doug Peterson loves using a tight end, and uh, he had a monster season last year. All three receiving signings last year between Zay Jones, uh, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk, every single one of those guys had over 75 catches, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, and then you add Ridley to that mix, and obviously Etienne had a great year last year, uh, but he needed some help because at times I think overused last year, so... When, when Dearness Johnson got an opportunity a couple of years ago, he definitely played very, very well. Um, and, and, and I think, and I think, quite frankly, Peterson likes to employ a bunch of different running backs. So this, this is a perfect landing spot for a player like Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, kind of a disappointment in that division last year with Indianapolis Colts, who I thought really had a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. 
um, Matt Ryan and, and was 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 not good. And the offensive line, who really was the the, the strongest part of that team, was was just so bad last year. I can't explain what happened when you have some of these guys who are Pro Bowl tight uh, offensive linemen. It, it just it just did not look good for the Colts last year. Jonathan Taylor. Um, missing a lot of time as well. I like the Gardner Minshew signing a lot. I think this is the you know the the tea leaves are set here. They're gonna have Gardner Minshew. They're gonna have him as a bridge quarterback uh, to start the season. I think they're gonna take a quarterback with their fourth pick. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure they're hoping to get Anthony Richardson with the fourth pick. They end up making a trade to move up one spot to secure that. But they're going to get a quarterback. I like the Minshew signing. He's a guy that's shown over and over when he gets in there, um, he can get the job done. He did that to the Eagles when he had the, the small sample size. So I like the Minshew signing as a bridge quarterback to help a rookie quarterback. And they kind of made another lateral move where they lost Paris Campbell. They bring in Isaiah McKenzie. Um, but they need that offensive line to play where it was a few years ago and Jonathan Taylor to stay on the field no matter what else is going on at quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, Taylor not not being healthy last year was, was a detriment. Um, and, and I think, you know, over, overall, uh, this team, basically the offense revolved around, you know, every once in a while, tight ends doing something and Michael Pittman Jr., uh, and you know, tried to piece some things together uh, on offense. Zach, Zach Moss ended up playing pretty well uh, for them, so he'll, he'll add some depth to that team for sure. But you know, Frank Reich got a bad hand. I mean, when you think about it, and you know, this team's had a different starting quarterback for multiple years in a row. Still trying to kind of figure their way uh, since Andrew Luck retired prematurely. Uh, I think you're right on probably a, a player like Richardson with a bridge with Steichen, kn- knowing uh, the head coach of the, of, of the Colts, knowing Gardner Minshew uh, after having him in that system. Uh, uh, previously, so uh, it looks like the perfect setup, and uh, you know the Colts do have a good young defense still. With so uh, I know they lost Stephen Gilmore, so you know this is a team that needs to get more consistent on offense, uh, and hopefully they can do that. Uh, and and you know they're going to be adding some talent in this draft without a doubt. Yeah, there's there, there's no question, and uh, it appears the Houston Texans have just kind of like said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna reset the you know reset here, and we're gonna start over. I like Singletary as a backup to Damian Pierce. Um, I, I like that signing. The Cowboys, um, two ex-Cowboys, Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz as well, come over, who figure at this point to be prominent in their offense. Dalton Schultz especially. Noah Brown, I think, is going to be one of the starting receivers at this point. Um, you know, the Texans have two high picks. They're going to take probably if things go according to plan, probably Bryce Young with the second pick. And then, you know, I think with their, with their second pick in the first round, they'll probably want to get an offensive lineman to protect Bryce Young or um, maybe even uh, draft, uh, draft a wide receiver as, as well uh, to kind of replace the, you know, the loss of Brandon Cook. So it's kind of a reset button in every which way but possible for the Texans. I'm going to give them a pass. I'm not going to be as critical about them as I am on some of these other teams because uh, they're just starting over in every single way possible. But uh, 
tell me what you like about what the Texans. Have done. I, I love everything that they've done, quite frankly, uh, and the fact that they're sitting in a good spot in terms of uh, where they're going to be drafting. So, you know, Nick Casario is a GM here. Uh, they bring in uh, Demeco Ryan's, who had, had was was uh, you know really did quite well in, in a in a in a meteoric rise as a defensive coordinator with San Francisco. Uh, they bring in a bunch of guys, as you mentioned. I lo- I do like the signings of both Brown and Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. Uh, you know, Robert Woods is here. He really didn't do anything in Tennessee, but I, I, I think he's still got something left in the tank, quite frankly. He was only a year removed from a, a pretty drastic injury last year. So I could I could see that player bouncing back, but I could also see them obviously making a move at the receiver position with their with their second pick. But they had spending money and they spent a lot of it. Uh, they added Shaq Mason, who's, who's a good offensive lineman. Um, I, I agree with you on Singletary to back up Damian Pierce. That's a really good move. Uh, but this team will not be as inept as it's been uh, in a previously. Obviously, they're going to be relying most likely on a rookie quarterback, uh, which certainly that that does boost the level of inconsistency in an offense. But, but nonetheless, I do like the direction that the Texans are moving in, and hopefully they can push back a few years of uh, ineptitude here um, with, with, their, with their new start, both at the head coach and, and obviously with quarterback in this draft. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think well, you know, everyone is, would like to see the Texans uh, become more competitive in the uh, you know, they, they did what they had to do. You know, you, you don't want the scruffle players <clears throat> sticking around. So I, I, I like those signings as well. And uh, there's no reason to believe that they can't help themselves a lot with uh, with this draft uh, coming up, especially those two early picks in the first round. Yeah, and I'm going to say this, was You know, the, the, the Titans have, have been the successful team in this division, uh, you know, for the most part, they've been the best team in this division over the last five years, obviously reliant on on, on Derrick Henry. but uh, And I think Mike Vrabel... Uh, is is one of those uh, one of those guys from that Belichick tree? Unlike almost everybody else who's actually shown success in this league, he's a very good football coach. But uh, I think there's a good chance that the t- Tennessee Titans could be in last place in this division. Was I, I think they've got uh, a quarterback that's probably on his way out. Uh, they've got a running back with a lot of miles on him. They really have done very, very little on offense uh, in terms of adding skill set guys. And I just look at this roster, and it, it just kind of looks like a, a, a just an empty roster. I think the I think the Titans could be the worst team in this division. Was you kind of feel like their window is closed? They had a great you know a great one-two punch with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and. They knew that they weren't going to re-sign A.J. Brown, so they had to move on and get a first-round pick for him. And Derrick Henry is getting to that stage where those carries are adding up and adding up and adding up. And um, um, it has been talked that they're looking to move on from him. I know they've made some moves in free agency on the defensive side, bringing over Sean Murphy Bunting from Tampa Bay and Arden Key. But um, to your point, uh, that Malik Willis was a bust. That 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 pick, a wasted pick, uh, and their offense looks like uh, it's they're they're going to be very average to say the least. Um, so I just think they are trending to your point in the wrong direction here. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a good look in Tennessee, and um, yeah, it's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate. Now, now that being said, they did have a good. 
they did have a very good defense, uh, probably one of the best run defenses in the league. So if they can somehow scrap out another year, if they, if they choose to uh, stay with, with a player like Derrick Henry, uh, you know, I, the offense is going to move through that player. I just think Ryan Tannehill looks like he's kind of out of steam. And, and, and of course, you mentioned Malik Willis is, uh, you know, just a disaster of a pick at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, they're they're lucky they're in the division they're in, where you know Texans were just in you know a complete start over mode, and 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 the, the Colts um, were were such a disappointment last year that there's obviously a chance, but I just look at their offense and they it just doesn't appear that there's. Um, much explosiveness in their offense at all, and uh, their defense is going to have to keep them in a, in a lot of games. But like when they're playing the Jags, I'm just not sure how they're going to keep up with points and in, in, in when they play them. So uh, I think uh, you may see the Titans kind of like tear it up and uh, and and get into rebuild mode. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Derrick Henry at some point gets moved. Yep. Don't disagree. All right, Wiz, well done uh, as always. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, We'll be finishing up the AFC next with the AFC West. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Make sure you are subscribing. See you on the other side, Wiz.